Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game by Show podcast, everyone. It's the end of September, September 29th, 2019. We have one more day in September. Jeremy, how are you going to spend your end of September? I'm going to remember the 29th day of September. Do you remember the 29th day of September? Yeah, it's today. Oh, it is today. today. What are you going to do tomorrow? That's what I'm saying. How are you going to celebrate the last day of September? I'm going to keep remembering the 29th day of September. Is that? I thought that's what we were supposed to do this month. No. It's either that... Supposed to wake you up when September ends. I'm going to wake people up when September ends. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. You know, it's getting cold, man. Yeah, like, and wet cold. Like, it's the the moist portion of of autumn. The moistest. The most moist part. The the mostest moistest. Uh, moist, about as moist as it gets up in here, you know. Yeah, and the temperature dropped pretty, pretty dramatically, and uh, you know, it's good. Uh, it's good video gaming weather, at least. I, uh, I'm all about that. So. I can agree with that. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of where I start thinking like, what should I be doing before snow actually starts falling? And, oh uh, yeah. yeah. And then I and then I put that off until it's too late, and then I just deal with it in spring. Start putting your Christmas lights up. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pioneer a uh, a new kind of Christmas light that uh, is is good all year round. Um, my neighbors have lights like that. Yeah, and then I'll just be like these. This is my uh, you know my April. Uh, I'm gonna make them like pastel colored, and then they'll be. <laughs> you know they make these August. LED lights now that can be anything. Like I said, my na- my neighbors have these lights on their house and. They're just LED lights, but they're like Christmas lights, and they just change their colors depending on the season. I mean, that's kind of all right. Like permanently on their house. Is that does that so as a as a neighbor does that strike you as tacky or as genius? The standard like white version that is supposed to be for like not holiday times looks mm-hmm. kind of bad. Really, looks kind of bad. But at the other time, it looks fine. You could always do like, hey, the the home team is playing or whatever. Here's some colors. Yeah, there you or... go. Who's the home Who's the home team? Uh, I don't know. It uh, depends on the sport. I think we're uh, in terms of cricket. I think we're with the uh, uh, the the Indiana Hogswallers, the cricket team. Oh yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're pretty good. I think they're the most local cricket team we've got here. Not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, them, them in the water. And, orange and browns are colors. That's right. That's right. Can you imagine having brown? Can they do brown LEDs? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, they can do something. I mean. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll test it on my LEDs upstairs. On my just imagine lights. the grossest right colors you can and just put those out. Well, guys, and by guys, I mean Jeremy. Hey. <laughs> it is a uh, day where we talk about video games news. It is true. News edition. It is news true. edition. Do, 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 you want to do that? News. That's the new intro. Do, 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 news. Okay, do it. All right. The do, 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 news for this week is uh, we mentioned last week that Sony was doing a state of play event. They did the state of play event. So we want to just quickly give you the rundown on what they talked about. Uh, first and foremost, The Last of Us Part Two has now been given a launch date, which is February 21st, 2020, uh, just in time for Valentine's Day. I don't know. Some, somehow you can tie it in. Uh, it's the romantic feel good game of the year. I think. Yeah, probably. I'm all about it. I'm super excited for this. After I got done playing Last of Us uh, Left Behind, that mm-hmm. DLC. Oh, yeah. Uh, it made me really excited to play Last of Us 2. Like, Absolutely. And you can, like, knife some people and, you know, there's clickers there. Um, it's got it all. It's got everything, but there's two of them because it's The Last of Us Part 2. Yep. yep. Um, and Ellie, we really were The Last of Us Part 2. I don't know. Yep. Shout out to Dale, who's not with us tonight, but uh, here in spirit. 
you're in spirit. Hmm. Uh, the next item on the list is Arise, which looked kind of like Journey, but for Vikings. Uh, old dead Viking man goes through a kind of a what dreams may come kind of a, I don't know, fantasy scape uh, heading toward a mountain with a glowy bit on top. Yeah, so it looks it looks a little like Journey and, uh, you know, you play as a Viking dude. Uh, it was all right. I don't know. Seems seems good. Uh, right. Medieval, the original PlayStation 1 game where you play as a really ugly looking skeleton man. Uh, the demo for the new remake is out on the PlayStation 4. You can play it right now, but it'll only be available for this week. So if you're hearing this, uh, you better jump on at PlayStation 4 only. Uh, Sir Daniel Fortescue. I never really had any relationship with this game, so I'm not super excited about it. I don't know if Neither it's... Neither did I. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's probably all right. I mean, I might... I, I haven't been in the habit of playing demos lately, but I don't know. Maybe if I've got nothing better to do, I might try that out. Uh, Death Stranding. They showed some more stuff for Death Stranding, and uh, they are releasing a PlayStation 4 Pro that has drippy handprints on it, and the DualShock 4 controller is sort of a vaguely see-through, translucent, uh, kind of like the, the the baby tubes that they kind of keep the <laughs> small small babies in. The uh, baby tubes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the throat baby, except they come. They sometimes keep them in tubes. This game's actually coming out. Huh? That's it's actually going to happen. Yeah, it wasn't. And... A, it wasn't a huge joke. They're actually. Does anyone actually know what it's it. actually going to be about? I don't we... think so. I don't think they even know. I don't know. It might be all right. I, I think. Uh, didn't Dale say that he was pretty interested in figuring out? What I'm interested about? because who knows? But I'm going to wait for reviews before I do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I, I mean, I'm like vaguely intrigued. I'll kind of you know quirk an eyebrow whenever it comes on. But uh, I don't know. And also, I'm not in the market for specifically game branded uh, PS4 Pros or hardwares of really any kind. But, yeah. By uh, the time like these type of Playstations and Xboxes start coming out, I've already got a PlayStation and an Xbox. Yeah, I, so it's not going to make me buy another one. I don't know if it's moving a lot of hardware, but I don't know if you you know if you're in a, if you're in the market for it. There's a Death Stranding PS4 Pro, uh, Watam, which is the new game from Katamari Damacy creator Keita Takahashi, is coming out in December. Uh, it looks a little like Nobi Nobi Boy, which he also made, and there's like lots of weird little characters interacting with each other. I thought it looked kind of lame. I, I don't know. I'm a fan of Keita Takahashi. I even like Nobi Nobi Boy. But I don't really know what this game is about. They showed a trailer and, you know, little blocky things. Little, It looks like little Sesame Street characters or something kind of interacting with one another. But they spent some time showing that. Uh, Enhance Games, that is most recent, uh, their most recent release was Tetris Effect. They have a game called Humanity, which is kind of like Lemmings on a really large scale. Like there's a whole bunch of people, like just a massive crowd. Like a humanity? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like a whole mass of humanity. Um, and they do lots of things. They fight with each other. You can, you know, crash them into each other like jars of ants and then see which one. Uh, I, I mean, they didn't really talk about what the game actually is, so I don't know what the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay is. But uh, eventually you can even give them guns and stuff, which I found to be... I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was going that way. Um, but, you know, it looks kind of cool, and Enhanced Games did a really good job with Tetris Effect, so uh, this might be... It's bound to have a good, good soundtrack at the very yeah, least. Yeah, that's what, good I, that's visual what I, style. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was, it was really fascinating to look at and to watch all of the individual moving elements of the of the little humans and stuff. Um, and, you know, other than that, it was a 20 minute event. It was all right. And uh, I don't know, I guess we'll kind of um, be mostly waiting for February, I think, with Sony at this point. I don't even know if there's anything really big or important coming out on PlayStation 4 for the holiday season. I mean, unless it's, you know, something that's on all platforms everywhere. I I am not actually sure. 
So I guess, like I said, we'll just kind of wait for The Last of Us 2, which I guess is their next big tentpole release. Uh, Sony's launched a uh, retail web store, a physical goods store that you can buy some of their stuff online. Of course, up till this point, basically you were buying Sony stuff at Best Buy or Amazon or whatever. But now they uh, have announced that they will um, use a gift giving uh, sort of system and um, they, they're going to try and remain competitive with uh, prices that you'd find at other retailers elsewhere. Um, so basically, uh, Sony is uh, essentially trying to consolidate a lot of their work. They, they actually no longer allow digital sales in other platforms. They, you used to be able to buy stuff over at Amazon, which was really convenient for gift giving, but that's no longer the case. Um, so they are basically making this their their new personal storefront. I, I don't know if this is an attempt to cut out retailers. I mean, GameStop is not having a lot of good financial news lately. Um, I, you know, I don't really know what their yeah, long-term all of them plan have done is. It. Why, why not make all the money instead of part of the money? I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, this is. I know. I know Microsoft has their own little store. You know, so yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. And uh, wh- whether or not this becomes a, a new exclusive venue, I don't know. But uh, who knows? Maybe they'll have some cool uh, exclusive vinyl, offers or something. Vinyl like. soundtrack. Yeah, now you're speaking my language. That's right. I really um, get you. Speaking of speaking my language, Homeworld 3, we talked about this uh, last uh, couple, last few weeks, uh, the crowdfunding campaign for Homeworld 3, which uh, I think we had talked about this. They were basically essentially funded, but they were also looking for investors through FIG. Um, so that, that campaign has now ended, uh, topped $1 million. Um, they, they actually are going to allow to, you know, continued contributions, but by all accounts, uh, basically a success. And we're going to be getting a new Homeworld game, which is pretty slick. And um, yeah. They, their goal was only $1, and I, I would say that at uh, $1 million raised, that is a, that is a, that is a successful campaign. Um, so the, the campaign, though, that allows people to influence the decisions, I guess there is a limit on that. That'll keep going until October 13th. And the game itself, of course, The actual probably, investment stuff. Yeah, exactly, where they're like, oh, yeah, we'll ask you your special opinions. Um, so there, there is a limit on that. That's still going on for a couple of weeks. And the game itself, of course, we're not going to see that for a while. I think they've got it scheduled for 2022 and um, I will be waiting for it then, unless I'm dead. You never know. Never know. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't know. Once once you start thinking about something three years in advance, who who even knows? I don't know. Yeah. I just I just wanted to just introduce an element of uncertainty there for those of you <laughs> who may have been wondering about my personal health. Uh, no, Thanks I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, so this this next one is kind of weird, and I am not 100% sure that I can actually properly articulate this uh there is a little bit of a squabble going on with the rights to ms pac-man right now and which actually goes all the way back to the very beginning of ms pac-man you you may or may not realize that um ms pac-man started out as a hack version of the original pac-man and it and it turned out to be better than uh uh, than the one i i I can't remember what it was that uh, namco had, had created but some dudes just like had their own bootleg version and um Namco was just like, hey, let's buy that and we're going to make it Ms. Pac-Man, which is actually what happened. And that and thus begins the weird tale of the, you know, the, the intellectual property of Ms. Pac-Man. Um, Namco is actually uh, sorry, Bandai Namco. They are now is actually suing the maker of uh, the the kind of retro arcade cabinets and, and mini consoles and stuff. A company called At Games. And um, they, I guess, are kind of skirting the line of legality here by making some Ms. Pac-Man stuff. But from what I understand, um, at games has actually 
I, I believe they've, they've actually um, purchased the rights from lots of different, I, I don't want to call them shareholders, but rights holders who, who are paid royalties for profits on Ms. Pac-Man. And Namco doesn't like that because they were actually refusing to license them the ability to make Ms. Pac-Man stuff these days. They, I guess they, they don't want that. So At Games has not actually acquired any control over the intellectual property itself, but just the right to be paid royalties when Ms. Pac-Man is used in commercial works. Figure that out. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah, it's weird. So Namco is suing them for basically being bad faith actors and, and I guess just antagonizing them. I, I don't really know exactly what, what's going on, but they were interested in licensing Ms. Pac-Man stuff elsewhere or doing it themselves. Um, but that I guess is sort of being thwarted a little bit by at games who is, I, I can't tell if they're just like trolling legally, the intellectual property of Ms. Pac-Man, but, uh, Bandai Namco has, uh, alleged some false advertising, unfair competition, copyright infringement. And, uh, there's also a plug and play Ms. Pac-Man flashback blast device in 2018, which Bandai Namco says contained code that it had not actually approved from the NES version of, of the game and not the arcade. Anyway, there's a whole big mess going on with that right now, but I just find it kind of funny that they would find a loophole to buy the rights to be paid for Ms. Pac-Man without actually buying the rights to use Ms. Pac-Man, if that makes sense. So I yeah. guess they just went around to all of these other licensees and, and bought out their rights. I guess they just, they just did it. So I don't know. I found that kind of funny. So I thought I'd report on that and I guess we'll maybe see how that turns out. Uh, Namco has uh, filed a 26 page complaint uh, as of this past week or so, and uh, I'm kind of interested to see how that turns out. So we'll see. Uh, we reported a couple weeks ago on the um, merry-go-round of directors for the Uncharted movie. And since we did that, we're now obligated, morally obligated to report every time there's a change in status on the Uncharted movie. And it turns out that we have director number six, who is uh, the... Uh, the director of the Bumblebee movie, which oh, from what I understand was good. Was, was good. Yeah, I, I heard it was good. As well as Kubo. You never and, saw it? I never did. No, I think you even told me that I should see it. And I just didn't believe you. I did. You. Yeah, and I still haven't. I believe you. I just, you should at, watch the first 10 minutes at the very least. At, at this point, I just actually haven't made the excuse to do it. But I believe you that it's that it's better and is not go related to the other flight. Bay go, go fly somewhere and watch it on the plane. And they'll probably show it on the air. So I'll be a captive audience. It's there. probably a good plane movie. Yeah, yeah. Prob probably is. It might even be a better car movie, though. Because they all turn into cars. Oh yeah, good one. No, well, yeah, but the know. bad guys turn into planes. That's true. They do turn into planes. But no, you I, know, I, I don't watched, think any of them uh, ever turned into an airliner, though. Uh, hmm, there was. Oh no, there was a space shuttle. Yeah, there, yeah, he was like space train <laughs> or something. He turned into a train and a shuttle. He was and the a space shuttle. Yeah, yeah he was that's pretty right. good. He's a triplicon. That's right. That's exactly right. Good on I you. I had that. I had that figure, by the way. <laughs> I had that too, and actually, it was kind of weird because it was just like the sides would fold down, and like, oh, now it's a train. Um, yeah, so. it was pretty dumb. Anyway, so Travis Knight has been tapped as the number six director. Uh, stay tuned to this podcast for when he resigns and somebody else takes his place. But I don't know. I guess by all accounts, maybe he would be a good guy to actually be working on it. So Sure, know. why not? Um, speaking of other areas of video games that can't get a break, uh, Fallout 76 is not known for its collectibles, its luck in the collectibles arena. Uh, you might remember that there was a big to-do about the fabric... Uh, or I guess it was supposed to be a fabric um, bag. It was supposed to be a canvas bag, and it came out as like some... Oh, I remember that. ...like pleather, sort of like phony material. Uh, well, they actually have now had another problem. The wearable <laughs> mask that, you know, the the Brothers of Steel, or whatever it is, the Brotherhood of Steel, you know, the big mask that's sort of the yep. iconic mask? 
Uh, well, there, apparently there was a wearable helmet that came with it, and it's now being recalled for um, mold contamination, the possibility of growing mold <laughs> inside of it. So uh, I wonder I wonder if anybody out there is like, you know, I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like anybody who has this thing is probably just like throwing up their hands and they're like, all right, fine, whatever. Um, I don't actually know if Bethesda is planning on um, – actually refunding these or exactly what they're going to, I guess that your only option is to get a refund on it or just breathe in the mold. Uh, you know, that's probably <laughs> or what just most don't people. wear it. Like what, what are you doing? Yeah. Just give maybe it to your do, enemies. Maybe do that. Don't give wear it to your it. enemies and make them wear it. And then yeah, put it on your cat. Yeah. Cat there helmet. you go. Your cat that you want to die of mold inhalation. So uh, the consumer product safety commission's website estimates that there were 20,000 of these things. Um, so I don't know. Chances are, you know, Maybe it won't be too long before we're hearing of the first, uh, you know, mold inhalation case for uh, Fallout 76. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, uh, other improbable things. Uh, Half-Life 2 still in development after what Episode is it? 3 coming out? Not yet. But hey, guess what? They're working on the important stuff. They've actually fixed Half-Life 2 so that the NPCs now have eyelids and can blink. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yep. It's about so, time, you know? If you've been wondering what Valve has been doing, pushing their desks around and like figuring out what they're doing, uh, it's basically um, uh, their what's that card game? I can't artifact. It's artifact and adding eyelids in Half Life Two. So well it said that uh, when they updated it in 2014, they stopped blinking and now they've patched it back in. Yeah, I mean that's what they say. But do you remember anybody blinking in 2002 when Half Life Two came out? Because listen, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, they can tell you anything they want, but uh, anyway, at least now they're uh, setting the record straight, and everybody's got eyelids again. So, uh, Legrand, that is all the important news that I could find going on this week. That was that was pretty okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> it was all right. I I I know that uh, the NPCs in Half Life Two were not blinking because. They don't yet have eyelids. They didn't want to miss a thing. That's true. Exactly right. That's exactly how podcasts work. They didn't want to close their eyes. They didn't want to fall asleep. Because they missed you, babe. They don't want to miss a thing. Don't want to miss a thing. Uh, I've got some new releases for you, courtesy of tech-gaming.com. Dragon Quest Eleven S, Echoes of an Elusive, Elusive Age, hyphen Definitive Editions, out finally on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, your good. homeboy played that a few and played that, right? Yeah, that's right. Sean what was his name yep. again? Sean. Yeah, Sean was on the show. And yes, uh, he says that right. he, he made, what I got from him on that was that it was basically terrible, but he was playing it anyway. Uh, in fact, I think he posted in the Discord recently that he finished it and it was bad. L- listen, it sounds like every JRPG ever. Terrible, but you played it anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Super Crate Box. Have you guys ever played this? This game is awesome. It's, I have I played, played on Super the Crate Box. Yeah, this is the one that's it's a really little good. bit like original Mario Brothers kind of, but with guns. This was a Devolver original, like. Am I thinking of the right, right? thing? Super Crate Box, right? Where the where the like the little skulls drop down and you shoot them with different yeah. kinds of guns. And yeah, you get different guns as you kill people or yeah. whatever. I think this was like one of Devolver's like very first games. Or what's his name? Vlambeer. Uh, yes, that's mistaken, well. Right? Um, was it Rami Ismail or was that? Yeah, that's him. Rami Ismail, and he had he had some yeah. other guy with him. I think. Um, I played this at uh GDC in two thousand eleven. Dang. Two thousand ten. Whenever I went to GDC, I played this game. Game's got uh, legs, I guess. And I talked to Blambeer there, whoever that guy is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's good. It's good it if you haven't game. played it on like it's five bucks. It's a good game to kill some time. For, That's true. For sure. That is true. Uh, Code Vein. This is a game about, Jeremy says it's a game about vampires. I didn't actually bother to look it up, but it yeah. was like a $50 release, so I figured it must be something 
Yeah, it basically what it looks like to me <laughs> is it's kind of it's kind of crummy. It looks like a Japanese sort of like free ranging, free roaming fighting game. Like you just do some combos against somebody else. But the 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 idea of it is that you're vampires, except you're not regular vampires. You're like anime vampires. So like one of them has a mech suit with like a lot of weird wings coming off of it. And another guy is, does one of the vampires have lots of lots of boobs, probably. And like one dude's got glasses that sometimes you can't see through the glasses because the light shines on him. And he pushes them up the bridge of his nose or something. <laughs> does one like have that. hair that covers one of his eyes? Yes, I absolutely see. We all know what this game is. We all know what this game is. <laughs> Although I did hear that at TwitchCon, if you were donating blood at TwitchCon, they would actually give you a copy of Code Vein. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It's over. So, it. yeah, it's probably not worth oh. it. But. Yeah, uh, this is a uh, souls like is what people are saying. So if you like those kind of games, maybe it might be worth looking at at the very least. All right. Uh, also, a game called, you know, Y.U. hyphen N.O., a girl who chants love at the bound of this world. This is a uh, one of those novel games. I don't have anything to say about this. No, this... neither do I. But it's yeah. coming out. So I'll right. buy it or something. And our favorite feature, radswitchgamestitles.com. <laughs> uh, we've got a few good ones here. First of all, spookyghost.com. Uh, all uh, right. That's a game. Yeah, Are they associated with our... I think they, they have uh, licensed this uh, radswitchgamenames.com with yeah. the game. Uh, the official... I'm going to go to the website, spookyghosts.com. I don't recommend oh going to Spooky Oh, my gosh. What? It's for sale. <laughs> you know, you'd think that the, the PR team for SpookyGhost.com would have thought of that. Well, they should have bought the freaking domain for Spooky I mean, it's, it's right in the name. <laughs> I'm going to buy this game. I bet it's awesome. Oh, no. Uh, also, Freedom Finger. Freedom All right. Finger. Yeah. finger is kind of a weird word. Is it, is what, it about a a, what about a finger that has the freedom to do whatever the finger wants? I guess you just... What does that finger do? It points. It points at you. Yeah. Points of freedom. Places. And finally, talk it out, colon, handheld game. Yeah. <sighs> you know, the Switch good. The switch just needs to pack it in. I think we're done with the Switch. Yeah, and uh, Nintendo-only games and remasters of actually good games uh, only on the Switch, please. You know what I would like to see, though? Here's a, genuine, <laughs> here's a genuine thing I would like to see. I would like to see somebody, like a YouTuber or somebody. I will subscribe to a YouTuber who buys only, like, the crappiest possible games on the Switch. And that is their entire Switch experience, and they just talk about that. They only buy those games that are, like, discounted to, like, 95% off, and they cost, like, 27 cents? Yes, they only buy those, and that is the Switch experience that they have. I would subscribe to that, and they can give me weekly <laughs> updates. I would find out about SpookyGhost.com and talk it out, colon, handheld game. And you know what? I, I, would, I would admire that kind of gumption. I would do that. All right, I'm starting a new, a new YouTube channel. <laughs> You've got a subscriber. Um, PlayStation Plus for October. Pick up The Last of Us Remastered just in time so you can finish it before Last of Us 2 comes yeah, out next good February game. 20th. MLB The Show 19. This is, I think, the first time like an actual big major sports title has come out for free on one of these services. That's true. And The Show is like Sony's specific uh, baseball. You know, yeah, that's well, their thing. It's like the only baseball game, right? Are there any other baseball games? Uh, you know, now that you mention it, that's a good question. I... Who did it used to be? Did there used to be uh, a... Ken Giffrey Jr.'s Major League Baseball. Yeah, on the Sega Genesis or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I had the Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan's uh, something. Nolan Ryan was my favorite pitcher in uh, NES baseball. Like, actually, uh, I think it was just baseball on the NES. <laughs> baseball. Uh, because the black could... and green, the old black box <laughs> NES. I played it on something because it seems like they didn't have real player names in baseball. But uh, 
I play, whatever it was, I, I like to play Nolan Ryan because he could throw a fastball like 100 miles an hour, and it was like the fastest oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah. He was, he was great. Nolan Ryan. Rest in uh, peace, Xbox Nolan Games Ryan. with gold for October. Get uh, Bolt. That game about the dog with the bolt on its side. Yeah, this is not like their a best bolt. offering. Yeah. Next, next Xbox 360 game. Pick that up. Also, Tembo, the badass elephant. No, we are not in switch rad switch game titles.com no that's anymore. that's a real thing actually i believe that is a sega game i think that's when sega started getting frisky and and re- like releasing like self-aware the badass uh, elephant yeah dude it looks pretty good oh it's a, it's a side-scrolling platformer yeah it's like some sort of like puzzly thing as an elephant something like that i don't know it's probably cute i'll play it uh ninja gaiden 3 this is the xbox 360 game this was a good one this was a good game uh i seem to remember this is the one where you had like some like claws or something and there were like yeah. purple orbs you'd get. I remember people saying it was bad. I've got a copy of it, but I never played it. Oh, it was good. What are you talking about? It was I don't hard. Know. Was it? Like every other Ninja Gaiden game. Ah, I'm I can't play hard games anymore. No. Give me the give me the that. give me the easy game. Give me Ninja Gaiden Gaiden, which is the side story to Ninja Gaiden. Oh my gosh, that one's so good. And Friday the thirteenth. Uh this is the uh uh this is the game where one person plays as Jason and everyone else plays as Camp counselors and they try to escape or kill jason i think crystal you can actually... lake crystal lake or whatever it's called yeah yeah or kill jason or escape but you can't really kill jason That's i've, heard, I've heard there's a way to do it there's like weird secret things in this game i would like to play this with a full retinue of people and see if it's actually fun i've heard like I've actual heard people i played it when it was like an early access and it was you know was all right. weird as and you know it wasn't it was bad back then it's probably gotten better since then they've continued to do stuff yeah like that's true uh, there's also I have a note here. Um, I have it on good authority that the staggering release schedule for Xbox Live Games with Gold is pretty dumb. Yeah, Legrand Le spared you all, but it's like one game is from October 1st to October 15th. That's Bolt. Then there's one that's good for all of October. Tempo the Badass Elephant. Then the Xbox 360 game. Uh, Ninja Gaiden yeah, we, 3. We, we, no, yeah. you're gonna suffer now that you brought this up. 1016 <laughs> to 1031 Ninja Gaiden 3. But then Friday the 13th goes from. From the 16th of October to the 15th of November. Why do they do this? Stop it. Because they want you to have to always go to their website to find out what's next. Yeah, it just makes me mad. Also, there's a game called Everything, which is free on the Epic Game Store. I actually installed it today. I haven't played it yet, but it looks kind of weird. Every time Uh, everything is free on some platform, I think everybody just likes... I'm going to make a whole lot of broad statements. Everybody says everything (laughs) is free, and then everyone gets all excited... But then they find out that everything is not free and it's just everything. And they did it again on the Epic Game Store. <sighs> they did it uh, again. Metro 2033 Redux is free on the Epic Game Store. Also, in a few days after October 3rd, a game called Minute will be free. So go click Get on those games and add them to your library and never play Never them. look that's, at them that's again. The, yep. That's what you need to do. Also, uh, in Twitch Prime news, there's some free games coming for October. A game called Adam Wolf. Deadlight Director's Cut, Serial Cleaner, Stranger Things 3, the game. And finally, if you guys want to join us <laughs> and finish up The Walking Dead Michonne, why, well, by, by God, we can do that Game by Show finally, Game Club is on. It's coming for free. It's been three years in the making. I finally got my hands. I'm going to get my hands on episode three. Uh, I'm going to play it. It's time. It's time. And that's all that stuff. Wow. It was pretty, yep. pretty good stuff. I mean, that's uh, the Not beginning bad. for, you know, the best time to listen to the Game Byte show is at the very beginning of the month when we list like all 30 of these things. And I have all of these. So I've got to, it is a lot of work to go through and get all of this free stuff and then never look <laughs> at it again. I feel like I've got another job just like clicking get on a bunch of stuff. Oh, it's miserable. Especially the Twitch one. The Twitch one is the mo- biggest nuisance. Yeah. Like, it, what a pain in the ass. It kind of is. The Twitch Prime free game stuff is. It's like. 
you have to go there, you click on the Twitch Prime thing, and then you click, and it's like, okay, I got to get this. It's like, oh, well, you know what? You weren't actually logged into Twitch. You need to log in again. And you have to log in again, and then you get a code, and you have to add it to whatever launcher they own, and then... Yeah, heaven forbid that you need to open that launcher, because that thing, for some reason, it's never been able to patch itself. And nobody actually has it, you know? So... <laughs> Everyone has all these free games on some launcher they'll never install. It's yeah. fantastic. Unless they play WoW, then they have it by default. Can can we ever stop? Here's a good topic for a future episode. Could we ever stop clicking get on all of these things? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that on another episode, but uh, probably not. Yeah. But for this episode, uh, we actually have in honor of a release last week that I don't actually know if we mentioned this, but a game called. Uh, I did. We mentioned did it. You? Okay. Mentioned did it. we? Yeah, of course we did. We're a professional podcast. We talk about all. Yes. The, all the new releases. Of course. Uh, but we kind of had an opportunity to, to play a little bit of it. Uh, but Untitled Goose Game is a game that came out and uh, we won't talk about it too much, but suffice it to say that you basically get to run around and be a, uh, an orthine public nuisance. Uh, you get to be a bird who like basically bites people and causes a lot of problems. And so it started us thinking a little bit about games where if, if not the goal, a, a hefty portion of the playtime of the game is devoted to being a public nuisance. And uh, you know, there, there are, quite a lot of opportunities in video games to just cause havoc among both NPCs and real characters and, you know, troll people and, and just be kind of just a, a, a jerk. Um, so we thought we would bring up some of those and some of our favorites. And if there's anything that strikes us as a game that people should specifically play to be a public nuisance, um, this is our, our opportunity to talk about them. Uh, so I do have a couple here uh, right off the top of my head. And the, the the category is rather broad, so uh, I'm going to start out with a couple of the most obvious ones. Uh, first of all, the Grand Theft Auto games, where yes. um, pretty much from the beginning, well, I guess at the beginning of the 3D version with Grand Theft Auto 3 on the PS2, um, being able to uh, elicit a response from people, being able to run around and kind of act act crazy and people are like i'm getting out of here and they like take off and then you can run and chase them and like tackle them or push them up against a wall and just like beat them a little bit and kick them and then they get up and run just stuff like that you know just just kind of causing a lot of havoc uh messing with the traffic routes and causing a lot of pileups and you know i don't know just honk one of my favorite things to do and i think i mentioned this in a recent episode of this show is in grand theft auto 5 it might have started with gta 4 but I always liked going up to a, I'm a, you know, believe it or not, I'm not a very courteous driver in Grand Theft Auto, but I always liked when I was at a stoplight, (laughs) if I'd come up, if I'm not, if I'm not at the light, I don't know if you know this, but if you start honking like vigorously at the person in front of you, it will force them to go through. And I always found it really fun to, (laughs) they will like freak out and they'll just like hit the gas. And I like doing that when there's a lot of heavy traffic and just like causing them to get in a big wreck. Yeah. Um, I've done that before too. Now that you bring that up. And then, uh, and then the other thing too, is when the EMT, when the, like the rescue workers come, um, it seems like there's something where basically if you if you like kill them and it sounds like a lot more like murder than public nuisance but i I just kind of liked having a (laughs) i know that sounds really bad now uh but i liked having like like waves of because the thing is if you kill them then you're you get stars you know that you get wanted you get wanted level but if you can make it appear to be an accident um and you're like i i didn't cause that he ran into my car very quickly and, you know, squashed himself. Uh, then it would just would bring more guys. And I would like to see how many different sets of responders I could get to come up without actually being um, 
you know, pag. T- t- yeah, you know, my favorite GTA thing. What's that? Was speaking of public nuisances, when you do get stars and the police come after you and they come to arrest you and they get out of their cars, it's just getting into their car and driving away with it. Like, oh for yeah. For some reason, I always got a big kick out of that. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, take that, cops. <laughs> just like in real life. Yeah, GTA is a good one. Yeah. Good, good for uh, blowing stuff up, I guess. I, I, I also have cool. one that uh, is. Remember Watch Dogs in the same vein as GTA. Watch Dogs allowed you to kind of mess with some of the environment. Like I never played the second one, but in the first one, I remember you could like pop up like uh, the bridges or change traffic lights, you know, and make like both sides. Oh green and, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. All that stuff. Like, you do all so the you're, hacking, you're chased. Yeah, all the hacking stuff within like the public utilities and like the uh, the little uh poles that would pop up and you know block roads off you could do that and if you did it at the right time you could like you know pop people like pop those things up underneath cars and um, I, blow, I think it, like, uh, it usually has a lot to do if there are preset like if people have routes that they go on or or if there's like a some degree of of ai or something where because it's one thing just to go around just like shooting people at random it's another thing to come up with creative ways just to mess stuff up yeah. And so like what you're talking about where there are pre-existing systems in place, like people are following traffic rules and stuff, but then suddenly you lift the bridge while somebody's on it and dump them onto <laughs> a boat that's passing underneath or something. Um, yeah, that, that makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, it's always funny stuff. Um, I In kind of a similar vein, I found that anytime you are playing as a godlike character, like any, you know, Peter Molyneux type games, uh, well, I guess not, not, um, um, I, I guess any specifically God games, I guess. Uh, and I'm thinking here of black and white, um, you know, raising and lowering terrain and dropping people off and kind of like, the, <laughs> you know, at the top of a tree or something like that. My favorite thing to do, actually, because in black and white, you had that creature that you could kind of mess with. And uh, my favorite bug, I think we actually talked about this once on, our, on a favorite bugs discussion, uh, was that uh, if one because those animals would poop also like the creatures would, you know, among among the many other things they could do would be to defecate. And I found a bug once where if I um, interacted with the creature or tried to hand him something while he was in the middle of pooping, he would go into the animation where he would take the thing from me. But then when I take, took it away, he would resume pooping. And I found that he would never get out of that if I just kept doing that. He just kept producing a ton of fecal matter. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, and I flooded whole, like whole villages with these poops that uh <laughs> that sounds like the most jeremy thing i've ever it, it heard it kind of it kind of is and, and you know it actually reminds me and i did not play a lot of this other game did you ever play any of the saints row games i never played a saints no row I, I know that in saints row there was uh, i think it was saints row three you actually had a sewage truck that you could go and just like launch sewage at people um, oh, yeah. sewage sewage is a great great opportunity for public nuisancery well again that goes back to another open world game right where you can just kind of screw yeah around. yeah exactly and just like fecalize people yeah, I, I always like to mess around in um, Assassin's Creed games. Just oh, yeah. Kind of doing weird stuff and, you know, pushing people over and throwing coins everywhere and just causing a lot of havoc. Out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can do in those games. My favorite thing is always like pushing the limit with people where it's like they, they don't you don't actually activate any any aggro, but you, you know. Like just walk your horse over the top of someone over and over until you push them off a cliff <laughs> or something like that, <laughs> and then they they never like fight you, but they're like, oh, pardon me, and you just keep <laughs> you just keep like pardon meing them until you like push them over the edge and they fall to their death, and it's not your fault. Nobody comes after you. Um, no. Yeah. Um. Speaking of speaking of uh, uh, games where you you know kill people in like really creative ways, I, you were kind of mentioning a little bit earlier The Sims which is one of the ultimates. I mean, even though there's sort of a, it's not really open world, it's more of a sandbox thing. 
um, everybody, everybody always would find creative ways to like lock people in rooms or, you know, create a scenario, <laughs> like, you know, try and try and make it so that somebody actually can only go from the shower to like the oven or something like that. And I, you know, I like make them live in the smallest possible space, um, set the room on fire and, you know, let them live there and where they are perpetually freaking out stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I ever did anything really creative with the Sims as far as that went. I think it was like, I think I was mostly like a scrub level, you know, lock somebody in a one by one room and let them live there until they die. Um, but that's how Bender lived in uh, that one show. Futurama? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Bite his shiny metal butt. Um, yeah. uh, Hitman, guys. Hitman is the ultimate screw around with people game. Uh, everyone, you can interact with anyone in that game, and you can do, there's a lot of things you can do in that game. A lot of items you can get, a lot of ways that will kill people, I guess, is the point of the game. You can kill people in creative ways, but also just kind of like messing around with people and you know, poisoning things you probably shouldn't poison or, uh, you know, and it's all under the guise that you're just a silent assassin that kind of bumbles around and kind of screws things up. Um, if you want to play it that way, it's definitely a, a funny game that probably started, started out to be a, a serious, you know, series, but ultimately just got wackier and wackier as they kind of, came yeah, I'm being a little latest. confused about that. Cause it seems like, like you said, originally it was like a full on, like this man is a murderer, but he wears a suit and now it's like dress him up like a chicken also, he's yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, you, all, all the costumes are crazy, and just the the different items you can pick up. Like you can get anything, and you can you know just do weird stuff. And and, and that's one where people not only have people. there's like a bunch of interlocking systems too. Like you can set up a chain reaction of events, um, where you don't even have to be in the room, and you can like you'll know that like if you if you turn on the gas and you know set the oven timer or something and some guy walks in there, you know, his route, um, you, you know, there, there you could do, there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity for, for mayhem when you've got a lot of interlocking systems. Yeah. Like and that. a lot of it is scripted and some of it is not. And there's a lot that is not scripted or it's all about creative ways to kind of use the environment to do things, whether, and that's what, that, that's what makes that game so replayable is the fact that you can um, achieve your goal however you want, or just screw around forever in different ways. And, kind of have fun and um I, I remember going to this one level in hitman uh the reboot but not hitman 2 where there was like a like a a can like a cannon i remember going to the cannon and just shooting cannonballs like in the crowd <laughs> oh no and it was like a, it was like a cannon that was like out on it was like a an old historical monument or something and i remember going out and getting this cannon you could aim it and you could just, just keep firing into these cannonballs into like crowds of people or you know, over to places where, you know, people wouldn't be expecting a cannon, a cannonball to be flying in from the sky. Uh, but you, you do. And, you know, people freak out, of course, and run and scream and, you know, generally a good time. You, you know, speaking of games with interlocking variables, I never played a lot of this, but uh, I, I always had to laugh. One of my favorite news stories to come out of Skyrim was where people figured out that they could pickpocket or, or, or they could loot shops and stuff if they put a bucket over the oh, yeah. over the shopkeeper's heads. <laughs> Where like literally, if his eyeballs did not make contact with you, you could do any. He he wouldn't know that you were doing anything, but he also wouldn't and, stop. And he'd be okay with. Yeah, it. he also wouldn't stop <laughs> or take the bucket off the head. It's just he found a weird way to obstruct his his view. 
um, stuff like that. And I, I don't know if there's a lot of that in, in Skyrim, but um, I spent a lot of time in Skyrim, like just Fusro dying people. And <laughs> you know, cause in a lot of cases it wasn't like fatal, you know, it's right. just kind of like blow blew back. people over yeah. or blew their cart, you know, and kind of just screwed around with people that way. Yeah. And, I, I spend a lot of time just murdering towns as well, but you know, like you do. That's true. That's true. Some some more more uh, mundane mayhem, just straight up uh, straight up bloody murder. Um, That's right. I do have one uh, final item here, which uh, kind of uh, goes into the meta a little bit because when I thought about causing havoc, I was mostly thinking about causing in-game havoc. But you can actually cause some real-world havoc with games like Pokemon Go. Uh, and I actually remember that Niantic was involved in a lawsuit recently for promoting like public nuisance situations. With their with their oh, really? uh, with their game, yeah, and I think they settled it or something. And I guess they probably the way they come around, uh, the, the way they try and and get around it, um, is to basically put a bunch of, um, you know, warning screens like make sure you're not trespassing. Uh, so back in <laughs> yeah, back in 2016, Niantic had a class action lawsuit uh, around Pokemon Go. Uh, the lawsuit talked about how there were uh, location based AR experiences would cause people to violate like property laws. And um, I guess they basically just had to settle it. And so um, Niantic, Niantic admitted no wrongdoing, but agreed to pay legal fees and a small stipend to each participant to settle the case. Um, and then they proceeded to make like $5 billion on Pokemon Go. But yeah, uh, yeah. but I, th- I think we've all, we've all sort of seen that. And I, you know, I think people have sort of adapted a little bit. I, I don't, I don't see it as being as much a public nuisance uh as it has been but um yeah i I thought that was kind of a funny funny addition to our topic for tonight as well it was good yeah and folks uh that will do it for our discussion of nuisance in video games and uh, that will also do it for the nuisance that we're causing in your ears right now if you have any thoughts about games that uh, we maybe didn't talk about that have a lot of interlocking systems that make it fun to just mess around with npcs uh, let us know all about that or if you have any comments on any of the other news items or uh, freebies or any of that that we talked about earlier uh, reach out to us let us know you can find us on social media we are at game Bite show on twitter you can also reach out to us individually i am at jeremy underscore lamont you can find me at Legrand. Our podcasting compatriots, Dale Jones, is at Count Elmdor. He'll be back uh, probably in the middle of this week to talk about video games. And of course, Jared Red Eye Dunn is at R-E-D underscore I. And you can find his work over at twitch.tv slash Show. Uh, this week, we are playing, or maybe by the time you've heard this, have played a game called Not A Crawl, which is a weird... Um, <laughs> hard to describe but it's like figure out the rules of the game as you go because you're in a submarine escaping from a prison island or something like that it's uh it, it looks Sounds like something good. real different so he's he's going to be doing some like live note taking and stuff as we like try and fail and try and fail to figure out how this goes as we're chased down by uh you know by the evil uh regime of, of this island uh so find that over at twitch.tv slash show subscribe to us there get notified when we go live you can also find us at youtube.com slash show or over at gamebyteshow.com where you'll also find links to our discord server and uh, our back catalog of podcasts make sure to subscribe there send your friends let them know that there's a cool podcast that you listen to that uh definitely causes all the public nuisances uh and it makes it hip and cool and youthful Uh, And that's how it works. Uh, But we ourselves will be back in just a few days, as I said, to talk about the games that we've been playing. But until then, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya.